0: Hello um, anyway, guys, welcome to another episode of the well, Another Podcast. As much as we have a host of topics to discuss, just before we came on air, um, breaking news. I don't know if it's out of the blue, Charlie Ban, uh, Ball. Well, <coughs> breaking news out of I don't know if it's out of the blue, but whether it's out of the blue or not, but I have decided that okay, we paid crazy money for Nagosman back in twenty twenty one or thereabout, but we're still going to sack him regardless under two years. And you're wondering, okay, can you at least wait until the season ends? You just defeated PSG in Champions League. You are still, yes, there's a title race going on. You are behind those ones, but it's just one point or there about. So, you still have a lot to fight, find, find a lot to play for. Why are you making this decision now? Like, you're 30, I cannot are not and forgot it.
1: Honestly, it's, it's so baffling because, as you said, Bayern paid a lot of money for, they basically broke the bank managers from Lagos and they were like, Oh yes, it's gotten some of the hottest young managers in the world of football at this point and even where not where he can go. And discussing now, like two weeks after Bayern school and looked like he could actually win it a double was not ask a question. I think for the first time since Lagos this looked like okay Bayern final finally on drive but they've been inconsistent for a bit. If they are starting at the end of last season, something would have on last season. But now, when everything is going really well, like, okay, fine, the second is going to us. It's a big dozen in next year, they're going back. So it's just, it's weird. Although, I don't know, maybe because of the desire for the centros to go to kind of win now, so, whereby, because of the original in the aroma of Tsukuru, is like, things are to live by like, immediate success. But no plan that Bayern had, two years ago, at the ways, he got to know. He to know. He got to to know. Some of the members at the board. The one done is the one. The one
0: that one even. Um, coolly. Okay, before I even go to bed, I think you need to adjust your mic a bit because it's sounding a bit low. Um, Elmer, is it a case of okay, the masuko is available. Thought time we're getting. Let's go and ask our manager and get him sharp, sharp. We don't want to miss out on this opportunity.
2: Yeah, the. the for me, I, I think there's a little bit of um that in whatever action they just took. Because like clearly Riley pointed out, for the first time in two and a half years, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. you finally feel like they are finally getting a reading. You get, yes, they've not been, they've not been at the level they ought to be, but it's almost like, they are trying to avoid getting into another battle of getting somebody that might suit them. But I felt like keeping faith in Nagusman would have been a very, very reasonable thing to do. Instead of just going for the, you know what, the Nigerian Brigadier approach. Let's just quickly patch things, even though if it might not be too tested. So I feel whatever Conte outbursts and whatever is happening with Dalian Levy might, in one way or the other, have influenced them fast-tracking uh, the tutorial appointment. But I still feel it was something they can get into agreement on and get him to start, next summer, uh, start by the summer. But like we know with football, football is a very crazy place when it comes to <laughs> uh, agreements. Pre-contracts and stuff like that. So when you look at it from the boss's point of view, they might try. They might be trying to just be cautious and not lose out on a potentially better choice of the manager.
0: Um. Okay. So, I know I mentioned earlier. There. Go
2: something,
0: on,
1: please. I feel like something has happened between the manager and the boss because it is too so sudden. There was nothing. It doesn't look like. It look like there was something. There was a lack of it. Having to I feel like there's something, something else we don't know about here. Like, maybe within, within the manager and the pot, we're standing the track record of Bayern but whoever, whoever takes on um, and,
0: and I know I said at the beginning of the pod, um, episode, not so long as we will uh, uh, we'll be with that but surprise, surprise, he has worked in. But um, let me just polish. uh Now, it begs the question of Bayern paid all this money to get Thomas Tukwu from Leipzig back in 2021. or thereabout, And we are wondering, okay, why are you sacking him now? Yes, you just defeated PSG and all these things. Chelsea paid all that amount of money to get the Potter, and his job is not safe. It's almost as if it's getting to a point whereby, okay, even if we're buying these managers out of their contracts, whether they are young and talented or old and talented or not, this club can can make up money and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, pack your bags.
3: Because they are not doing their due diligence, I'm never talking about the Bayern sacking. Bayern is so the thing there is when you have been uh subjected to a kind of um a level of um, should I say, excellence or play, you, you are irrational, even when something is a bit shaky, you think you deserve more than you are getting, you don't feel like you should, you don't feel like okay is enough. And Bayern, to be honest, if there's any team in Europe that has the right to feel that way in the last 10 years. I think Bayern is one of those teams because of their success and what they've been able to achieve. But the part is about Grand Potter, I read something about how, how many uh, percentage of matches Grand Potter won as a manager, how many goals his team was able to create and score as a manager even before he came to Chelsea. So if there's someone that should beat that record of the... I think they said they paid $21 million to yes. release from Brighton. So if there's someone that is obviously not... Uh, Grand Potter, but the problem Chelsea now have is that they didn't give me one-year deal. They didn't give me a two-year prove-yourself deal. They gave me a long-term contract. So let's say, for example, Nagelsmann is available and Chelsea is interested, they will be paying so much more to Grand Potter to get him to go before they can sign Nagelsmann. So it just showed, like it just showed, someone somewhere, and I want to believe it's at the top. In that Chelsea um, uh, decision-making tree, is not understanding what football is about. They are not... Under- that they they, 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 So maybe I don't know. Maybe they, they like the way Porter speaks English. There you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe. laughs> because there is nothing about that decision that makes sense any way, anyhow. Like in the first place, Sacking Thomas uh, Tuchel did not make sense. Okay, yes, you have sacked him. There were other managers available who had experience, who had shown what they could do. Pochettino was available. Uh, Zidane was available. You know, there are other managers. And you went to go and bring, let them pay excessively. Because all also that Pochettino and uh, Zidane, they will have come without you needing to pay 21 million. And these are proven managers who have done it at the highest level, got it to the Champions League final. You know, some have won it. And then you went to go and bring someone who, who has barely been able to keep the team in, at the top half of the table. So uh it just feels like the, the, the people making the decision, they are they are they are they are probably re- over relying on maybe someone's gonna bring more software, you know, that's con- that's when they put in the figures <laughs> like money ball them that uh, is the best combination. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the only explanation. <laughs> it was, maybe they after they put all the metrics in the software, the thing just spit out. So yeah, the they, is your solution. So I think that's the only way to explain it. Um,
0: probably I want to drag him back to Bayan. As I, I don't know much, let watching just much attention to. But that's the point of contention. I was bring it back to Bayan, quickly because for some reason, Asan Saliamigi seems to have more power than we we think he does. Yeah, this is a guy that way or the other survived as the flicks this is the matter flick won the table. Flick rightfully pointed out that um our son's uh, um signings in the summer were not good enough and rightfully so they, they only want the league in flick's second season and flick had to resign and go take the Germany job and what have you for some reason you know, like this man pointed out the first thing in his first season like okay some of these signings are not necessarily on par with what I want blah blah blah. At what point to the I can be like okay Asan, finally, might need to follow the next manager. I might need to go to because he's the one tell this recruitment, and I'm not making any progress on that front as well.
1: Yeah, and frankly, I think
0: Bayern uh,
1: people are with Bayern still have gotten that in from well, Not even just when it was talking about the signing. When when he uh, resigned, and it was like. He was thanking everybody to he message people by means except I mean like he made sure he did not mention that like
0: you
1: Yeah, everybody else did well and basically not let a person about the sign that yes.
0: This is part of the problem, yes.
1: And as you said, now good man is pointing out in testing in because when he joined they were overly liked on one of the options. And their back office to come to promo to has done quite well but he's not you can tell by answering when they lose, if you want to see anything now. the entire standard drop. And also, even going back to the point of maybe might be a fallout within the board and Two ago, remember when Naruto said there is, there is a mole in the general? Like, three yes. People mm. I feel like, again, that what I mean. the like, if you think of the player, maybe, not There's too much cracker between. There's too much cracker between Sarah Music and the management for you to know. And there's too much cracker between That Music and the past manager. For the bands who are taking, okay. Who is the constant? Maybe he's one that
0: you can do. I don't know who is watching Italy and England, but please dial down on your volume, please. I can hear Tonali and Atibi. Please, England will be fine. It's a. 2024 qualifiers. Um, away from that to so the Champions League, I'm honest, I know we're making predictions regarding the draws and what we're expecting to see for the Champions League quarter-final draws. But when you look at it, at least we have some mass watching ties like Ryan Madrid to play City, um, Real Madrid playing Chelsea. But if you Napoli, we should look at it and say, okay, um, uh, we're playing Milan, same league, no problem with in the Italian this season. You would be like, okay, we're playing Milan this is a team you are in the same league. This might be difficult not to cry. Because I remember back um, in the second season in the Premier League, 17-18 season, masses were completely dominant in champ, um, the Premier League. And the they were just the so, like a house on fire. Only for them to go and face Liverpool and lose the first leg like, 3-0. A, 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 a Liverpool team that was
2: struggling to make <laughs> That was struggling pro- to win. At win. that point, yeah.
0: it suddenly got to Champions and like, okay, we know each other. And I should go and allow us from the same country. And next, you know, Liverpool, pooh, pooh, pooh. Poo. The time became terms of defense entirely. Like, would Napoli be at it from that angle? Mm, is Milan, will find a the way around. They,
3: they can't afford to look at it from that angle. Because if you look at it from that angle, that means you're already creating doubt for yourself and defeating yourself. The number one thing they have to do is to take it. Because you need to understand that as much as, yes, the squad is young, they are together, blah, 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 there are so many few times where you can see yourself having real chances of going all the way. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many things that have to work out for you. So many injury that can happen at any time. So many, favor like, form. Like, so many things have to work out. For oh, looking at the fact that they've, they are, I think they're about 19 or 20. 19
2: points. 19.
3: 19 points in the league. So, it's almost as good as, with the way they are. I said something,
0: like, drastic,
3: as, as drastic as Vesuvius happens to them. I think they, they should win the league. So, now, what can you do again? Winning the double, especially if the second trophy is the Champions League, is going to be one of the biggest feats that you know. Not well, one no, of that would be the biggest, the piece. biggest feat. Yeah, so you can't even go into that game with the mindset that okay, uh, no, it will be easy. No, you have to go into mindset that this is this is a real opportunity for us to get further in the Champions League, way than more than we have done before. You can't think about Liverpool, Man City, or think about every other thing. You have to think that you are the better side and you have to play with that confidence that you are the better side. You can't allow any doubt to creep into your mind. Also, you have to take it as serious as well because you can't allow a situation whereby by masks Monaco where Monaco comes in and smacks them, you know, those kind of things. You can't allow stuff like that, but you also can't bring, let it creep into your mind. You have to play, like your mindset has to be, we are the better side. We've shown over time in the league we are the better side and we are going to play confidently that we are the, and show we are the better side. You can't, the part of uh, we are in the same down can never If you want to start considering, ah, we are playing the same league together, they might get us. We have, we have almost lost the match.
0: Um, well, sorry, I'll stick to you for a second because I know when we're making a prediction, they're not really convinced about City. But with the way things are for Bayern, like they're, they're probably they're thinking, okay, we're going to play Bayern this way or that way. And with the news that has broken, broken out that, okay, it's almost too cool. Now, this is a different book, Italian, and masses will probably be wondering okay, we're playing a different Bayern team now with a different manager. A manager has done it before at the highest level and has won the Champions League. Wait, this is cool probably the to... No, no, confirm. confirm. He's the down. favorite. Right. To, to, Taliban, to Taliban ball. It's probably the favorite and everything to get the job. Like, everything should go well. We expect that Tsukou should take the job. So we're saying, okay, like Tsukou is the manager now. If you're a Pep Guardiola, you're probably thinking, okay the approach has to change
3: so is, i'm still going to say the same thing because you can't in sports not even football alone once you are over reliant on what the other thing is going yes you have to analyze what they will do and then make your plans according but the number like operation the number one thing that's important is how well you yourself are going to execute your own plan so if you are if you start uh, looking at what Tukulu cool is going to do, or what uh, Richard Listen, or uh, why did I say Richard Listen. Uh, <laughs> yes, you have to respect don't them. You have to do your scouting, re- you scouting reports, you have to do all those things needed. But the number one thing is must see with the way they played in the last three games, there's a new, there's some sort of new breed of life in their in their move in their attack. Meaning Alan is not just scoring. Because there are some things I watch when I see the game. How, how much, how, how more involved in the attack is the striker? Because it's not just about scoring. You can score because he's a dominant guy. But how much more involved in the attack? Meaning how many touches is he getting in the box? How many runs are they feeding him the ball so that he can make runs? Because if they if they're feeding him like that, you will drag, you know, defenders along with him. He's engaging the event, That's every two seconds, opening the wing and massively like wing play. So... The game has the game has really really changed for them in the last three four games. If it's a fluke, we'll know in due time. But if they continue with that form, even with with, with the Man or with the Um Tukero, I don't think they have enough up front to actually defeat Man City. But City can City anytime because I, to be honest, City has to they have to really should prove it to me. I'm not giving them any benefit of the doubt this season.
0: Element um, that draws in the Champions League because we know that at least the biggest of the ones that I left is Real Madrid playing Chelsea. Real Madrid have found different ways to struggle in the league at this season. Like Ooh. they found the most point way to give Barcelona the league and rightfully so Barcelona deserve the league and stuff like that. But on paper you look at it as oh Real Madrid that probably should, they should be the favourites, the defending champions. They seem to be motivated whenever they are playing the Champions League. But Chelsea would also look at the recent history and be like oh we won this stuff too before Real Madrid did and we beat them on the way to the Trophy that time. Yes, last season was closed, and we we'll go to extra time. If we can find our feet around it, who knows? We might just pull one offset and get to the semifinals.
2: I think as, as history goes, uh, if there's any English team that has better history against Real Madrid, nobody does better than Chelsea. Uh, and but we also have to consider the history of this particular tournament. That whenever there's almost a pattern to it, that whenever Madrid put on a very dominant display in the, you know, in the UEFA Champions League. It's almost like there's a pattern to the way they perform in the league. Look at their final against Atletico Madrid; they were superb in the league, and same thing when they played against Juventus. And you, like, it, it, it's almost like a given. Like, and you, you have to say go back to the last time they played Chelsea. Chelsea had the first leg over up, but there was just this elegance to the way they were playing. Like there was this confidence. Like it felt like, okay, you know what? This is the Champions League. We can always come back from anything. Like and it, the same thing was expressive of them in the in the last round. They were behind to Liverpool in the first leg, but they were play. They were not even playing like the second leg started. They were not playing like a team that was way behind. Like, though by the second half, they, they were level. But you could see, like, there's always this expressiveness when it comes to the Champions League. So I feel, a lot of times, that particular um, history, that particular, I, I would like to call it the synergy that they have with this particular tournament always comes into play. And we, we have to be sincere, they're not a bad side on paper either. Yes, they might not be like the Madrid of old, but um, Tramini has... Has been, there has been a revelation in that midfield. Same with um, the other long French guy, yeah. um, Camarillo. Camarillo. So, like, yes, they are not in the, they are not on the level we used to know them to be, to be on. Casemiro, Cruz, and Modric. But there's this resurgence that comes with their front line, Vinny, uh, Rodrigo, and sometimes you wonder, like. Is it like they can almost never get it wrong? So I feel like, and they are not complacent. You have to give them that. Are so you
0: your your month salary on your March salary on um, Real Madrid you need not sure. No, it,
2: I'm not like, I, I feel like there's probably going to be an underdog story. I feel like it sounds very silly, but this might be something, considering where Napoli are in the bracket, it is it is it is easier for them towards into the i'm not saying easy easy but they can easily get to the final and you know what happens with tournament competition when you're in the final so i kind of have an inclination maybe there's a little bit of sentiment that comes with this because of obvious
3: sentiment little bit what do you mean by little bit (laughs) (laughs) no no like little bit of sentiment baba because you are just as you see, you are just like a Ronaldo scoring against Lechen- Lechenstein. Anytime starts, <laughs> you see of them
2: here, I have to take it. I'm <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> but but Bolish, you, you cannot de- you cannot deny the fact that Napoli has been doing well in this tournament. Like no, the-
3: Napoli is not playing Madrid now. No, no, I'm
2: just saying they are same playing
0: practice. Madrid. They're not same mm-hmm. It
2: was it was asking that. I might say I am staking my money on Madrid winning the Champions League. And I'm like... No,
0: just, just, no, just defeating Chelsea on the whole. Just, not, not even about... The yeah,
2: definitely. I'm, I'm very sorry to say this. Apologies to all the Chelsea fans, but I really don't see them going past um, Madrid, especially when you consider the both teams individually. Yes, there's been a little bit of resurgence in Chelsea in recent times, but uh, with all due respect, they are not there yet.
0: Um, I didn't even want to go into the last time because if Inter played the way they played against Porto, you expect Benfica to run through them like knife through, like a hot knife through butter. But and let I me mean, mention something about brackets and draws, and there are people that will tell you that oh, the intrigue of having semi-final draws has remained place. Like, let's continue to have the draws for each stage instead of just doing everything together. I don't know where you stand on this. Um, honestly, not only do I
1: support, let's do it semi-final draw with quarter-final, I actually think they do everything from the round of history. just to be basically, like, it was the time of watching the rule, not necessarily, but a lot of things you offer to do, especially, like, draws, and to an extent, here now, you know, kind of, the fact that they've done this semi-final quarter-final draw like is something kind gives you a sense of intrigue, like, now you know. At least one of Napoli, Mexica, Milan, or in fact, we get to the final Like, that's, that's something we try to do for us. Like, none of it is the same because the final thing. At least. That's what so, I do. If you to that for them, that's You're basically going I waste one hour talking about the values of Yep and Yan, what I don't know they always talk about. And basically, there's no, like, it's pointless.
0: It's definitely worth the tradition. Um, to the Europa League, where well, uh, United are expected to be favourites, school, but for some reason, after we saw what Sporting Lisbon did last week, Thursday, yes, they're playing Juventus and Sevilla, are still in the contention. They have to face Man United. There's the tie of the unstoppable force in final, um, was, was the immovable object in AF Roma, and deep down, you're wondering, okay. This can still go either way. On the book is my tip, you know, technology going to have this, but there's no guarantee that either of those things are going to go past civil or sporting as well. And you still have a, a pragmatic Roma to worry about. I
1: mean, def- definitely, and like sporting in particular, because you know, we're mostly on pragmatic Roma. Like sporting, are also like conservative and pragmatic. They're too so hard. To be, like Asma found out, like it was too so obvious and. Even the fact that Juventus are part of the series, they were, locked. They were quite lucky in this fireball, especially in the first game. So, in terms of the Europa League, and ever since the draw was made last week and the bracket was made in the Europa League, there's something in mind that still thinking that Murillo is going to beat Manny in the final and he's he going to do one incredibly particular
2: in set. <laughs> Aram, Aram <Yeah>. Ball. <laughs> oh,
1: so yeah, I was the same is really, I prefer not to speak, but you know, I'll be vindicated. Something like that might just happen. It
0: looks so um it all makes so for interesting words anyway. Um but I was seeing at least some of us know, some of us should most of us should know what's going on regarding Daily early, because at some point he felt like okay, is the next best thing since Slice Ray. Like he had he showed promise, a lot of promise at the young age and everybody expected him to do well, even was so saying and some other legends would tell you that, okay, he had the desire, the drive, the nastiness to become a top-top player. Then it got to a point where by, we saw that Moirio video, Moirio talked about um, he needs to do more, train better, because hopefully he doesn't get to some point in his future and he's regretting the fact that, okay, I did not necessarily do more, I didn't train more, and my career went different ways. Then, as soon as Moirio left, it became an issue of, okay, daily struggling. Next thing you know, Tottenham and Kunti selling for a pack of cards to Everton, pra- practically telling everything that, oh, if you ever send him in the future, you make some amount of money for him in the future. Please, we'll collect money there, but for now you can have him for free. Then he struggles at Everton. Then Everton sent him alone to Bexita's last summer. He was at Bexita's and he not okay, maybe we'll find some resurgence. The next thing you know, the coach is playing him at ride right back. Then the other thing, coach has dropped him. Then the coach is like, you should not even come around anymore. We don't even want to see him at some point. Then there are people that will tell you that, oh, he has fallen apart. He didn't train properly. Blah blah blah. And there are also people that will tell you that, okay, if we talk about mental health a lot, and especially in young players and all those things, what's the probability that someone like Delia Lee is not going through mental health struggles? I
3: think, it's, I, I think I'm not a therapist, but the indicators showed more of a mental health issue than a physical attribute or a physical ability issue. Because there are so many times where we see people that they just don't have that motivation to um, get do the job needed, to get to where they need to get to. I've seen it multiple times. And you see why we have sports psychologists, you know, in different teams, you have therapists, you have in-house science guys that, you know, find different ways to help players pick up momentum, pick up motivation and pick up, you know, the extra things they need to get themselves ready. And one thing I just want to say is that sometimes, and it's not just in football, generally. You see a situation whereby a narrative can actually shape um, the interaction of a person or a player with a team. Meaning, the narrative coming from Mario's interview was that, oh, is this, this, this. Now, what happens is that when it gets to the other team, because of that narrative is out there, to be able to shed up that narrative, he probably has to now do above and beyond on a normal day, what he would have done if that narrative was not there that would have allowed him to get back. Because once that narrative is on you, you know. So, why why I'm bringing this up is that Boogie Cousin made a statement. He said he called Bob Myers. Bob Myers was his agent before. He said mm-hmm. he called Bob Myers and he asked Bob Myers that, like, why am I not in the league? That I'm a vet, I'm, I am can shoot from outside, I'm like 37%, 36%. I'm a big body in the inside. You can, there's no way you can tell me that. There's no that that um, does not need my service. And he said, but Maya's told you that. This is the truth. It's unfair, but it's the truth. The notion about you being a bullish person, aggressive person, someone that people don't feel like can be in the dressing room and just be subtle, that notion, even though that notion was built in the Kings, and maybe and maybe you have already shared it. For example, when he came to Warriors, you know, we didn't have any problem with him, he was very calm, cool. He did his a good separate people. team fight. Share again. The only problem was that <laughs> he got injured, he got injured in the final. He even gave us like mm-hmm. two games in that final where he was instrumental to us getting wins, but he got injured, had another long injury in that final. So you have situations like that, but because that narrative is already out there, you have to do like you have to start, you probably have to start sharing candy on the team bus for people to even just. I said, well, meanwhile, mm-hmm. someone that doesn't have that narrative might even be more bullish than yourself. But got that narrative, there, you have to do. So I think that. So there are two things. Obviously, I don't, I don't want to 100, you know, do a diagnosis. But it feels like he has to talk to some some people, probably therapists, to get him right. And then there's also the, the, the possibility that the narrative of that interview. Is going around with him that is affecting even the way people are able to evaluate him, the way people are able to talk to him.
0: Wow. Well, um, Kule, is it a case of like are we being unfair? Like is society being unfair on young footballers? Because when a young footballer suddenly comes up at a certain age, maybe 16, 17, 18, what have you, and they are doing with them at some point there's this precipitous drop-off that they might suffer from? Is it a are we being unfair? Are we providing the environment for them to get back to it or? So, like, some people tell you, oh, it's never that easy, you know, since you just have to work extra hard.
1: I think, to an extent, we are being on, say, on Young Football But, um, to an extent, like, football itself as like a profession. it is need to commodify players, yeah, like, and also use, like, football teams over everything else. But I remember when Odi got together, and Emmanuel, they were, like, people were, like, oh, yes, was he talented, or oh, they got the new, whatever, whatever, player and like, they're forgetting they forget the fact that this guy is really out of 14. Like, when you come to Real Madrid that's that much pressure and stuff like at the age of 14, like, you don't, you're not allowed to vote that the, the pressure on you that like, you are going to be the next person in Real Madrid. It happens in again at the like, age of 14. And, and the thing that is that if you start, if you don't start from the start from, lab, as well as the you start coming about it. You start that start having discussions about by your car you know you, are, you, are, you up to three years. You now up to four years. And the thing is if not even just when I think, in life like you kind of think like in a way every day what you do every, what you do every day was better than what you do. Especially. And it's not humanly possible like you are going to have bad time. you are going to have slow. So I feel like in an ideal world what what's happening to Alifanistas we probably we probably let him take a break for for a while most of you take the game, and you have to ever leave, like, if you want to play the game, anymore, don't even feel like, uh, you know, you're able to come back to it, and so on, something like that. But the way football is now, it feels like everything must be on, it doesn't matter. So if you, have, you have some people, you have know what it is, I think, I think, you have to play, you have to play, you have to play three days from now, I kind of now. And, and, and that game, like, you have and after that, people analyze and dissect everything. So, you know, she's like, she, like football and like most athletes, like, she's maybe
0: like, one who wants to so, and I learned it because it's very different. LMJ, even from the old struggles of really bound to uh, a player that has done it, whether the whether you think of how it's kind that Arsenal was political, which I definitely believe was political, uh, how to set it for him at Arsenal but, we was one of the greatest maestros, like number tens footballers, saying, Called it quits um earlier yesterday. And you're wondering, okay, football seems different now. Like players of that ilk, of that mood, of that style of play that are just like the, the traditional like number tens don't seem to exist anymore. Like even if you claim to be playing number ten or ten for your club or your country, you have to work extra hard like a jackie to even get into like team if you don't run. Like a madman or tracks back, people will be like, "Oh, he's not good enough." Because I've seen somebody argue with me before the Ms. Ozil is better than Odegaard because he runs fast, he <laughs> tracks, tracks, back more. Oh, Do you understand? Well. <laughs> so it just when you think, when you see players like Ozil, how they play, I are you wondering, okay, this this guy just played football in his own way. Like Ribery said, anybody with two good eyes would appreciate, would have appreciated how great he was.
2: Yeah, I think I, I think Mesut Ozil is a fantastic player. And it is quite um, painful and sad how fast the game of football evolves. Uh, okay, I will not call it evolves, but I would like to call it change because it does not necessarily mean that when we were playing two strikers, is worse than now with our wing play and all of that. So it, 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 the issue is the, the game changes rapidly and... Almost all teams have to adapt, else they get um, left behind and they get figured out. So, um, I, I think the era of the ideal number ten was one of the most beautiful era in football because it was an era whereby um, we like the, te- the the tactical and the technical part of football was more pronounced and like. Or like now, that there's a lot of wing play, there's a lot of fast breaks and all of that. And you would struggle in this game if you're not as fast as most wingers now. Uh, uh, like, all, all you expect to Dempello, but somebody like that in, in this modern game would struggle a bit and would would be doing
0: some very stupid um, comparisons that you would be like... Do.
2: I uh, so agree, play, but let me
0: finish. Fener uh. was a di- play play. was a six anyway. Was a deep line six. playmaker. Was a six. Was a deep playmaker, but I get what is trying to say in the sense. Yeah, that, I get.
3: I get. Like you, fast. like
0: football, like football just seems fast because even Bruno Fernandes that is supposed to be Manchester United number ten.
3: Busquets some really games he's you know.
0: playing seven. Some Busquette, games he's playing eleven. Busquets is
3: one of the most dominant midfielders in the world for like almost ten years.
0: That's true. As a as, yes, as well. So. I'm
3: so not, I'm, I'm not I, saying, I get what you're saying, Sha, but I think, I think that <laughs> for Ozil, for Ozil, I think it's a case of motivation. It's the same thing. We are, it's almost the same thing we're talking about daily. Because while he while was even in national with that stuff that was ongoing, he felt like he was so comfortable and, comf- um, and okay sitting on the bench. You know, there are some players that would... Would be on the bench, and in the space of maybe two months, if they're not getting playing time, they're already complaining and trying to get away from the club. Oh, he literally stayed to the end of his contract because there was money. It's not as if he could not have gotten maybe not the exact money, but something close from the, from another club. But he was comfortable just staying in the club, collecting his salary, and not playing. So I feel I feel like at the uh, top of his motivation for playing football, I think he wasn't as sharp as before. I don't think he's, yeah. Understand the way things play, the 10 role is not as, um, va- as, not, it's not as um, advanced or as useful as it used to be. But the truth is, with the creativity of Ozil, even if you are playing a 4 3 3, which is kind of what he played in Madrid, there's always a way to use a player like Ozil in your midfield. There's always a way, you will find a way to use him. So I think it was more of Ozil himself losing the zeal to actually go on and continue playing.
2: You need bullish. This particular period we're talking about. You need to understand that the fact that top teams were not um were not trying to bite their tooth and nails to try and get to this signature was significant. Of the fact that he, the kind of role he played in football is not something that was predominantly integral to the setup of most teams. So it's not like I think he went to. Um he went, to, he went to Fenerbahce before he went to Bakisha or something. I, I think he's yeah. So he, like he, he's not like and when I watched his game at Bakish he, he still had that same style of play. Yes, his 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 um his match sharpness was not as high as when he was linking up in Madrid and all of that. But the game had changed. Nobody was relying on the ball going through the middle and having a maestro running. Like a very vivid example, I'm not saying this because I'm a United fan, but whoever understands football to a certain level, we know that Bruno Fernandes has not been used to his maximum potential. And there are sometimes I will see Bruno Fernandes on the wing, and I'll be like you know what, is this actually working? But it, it's the fact that he is industrious enough to do a little bit extra than he would have been doing running down the middle. So it, it's the fact that players now have to be extra adventurous and extra, um, how would I call it? You, you, you have to do things outside your comfort zone. if If you are going to, a very good example is the crisis that is happening at United now, Everybody's complaining about David De Gea not playing from the back, not helping build up play, and all of that. But he, Baba is struggling because he's not his style of play. He's not that was not that was not the role of goalkeepers when he was dominant. And it's at that particular, it is very difficult to now start adjusting. He eats the ball irregularly. You get what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. you have to look at that evolution with goalkeeper too. There are positions that go through this all the time. There was a time we were playing two, two, um, central forwards. Problems. Yes, mm-hmm. one would be tall, one would be good on his feet. One brings the ball down. Like you, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. These things evolve, and as yeah, a like, player, like, I said, like like as i said, like we're as far from the idea that. I, I agree with bullish too. The motivation was part of it. At some point, it was just, it was just perfect. It was on the bench. We'll see him with toil on his face after that lockdown, It He could not be bothered. Could, yeah, he could not be bothered. He couldn't, couldn't care less. He wanted the salary. He wanted to prove a point and every other thing. And we all understood that that politics went. But like Asamenga said, the death of the number 10 itself really happened because football moved past it. Like, even the best of the best of... Like, teams have moved from before 2-3-1 that we saw the Ozil's and Cole play for Real Madrid and all those formations now. So natural fortitude everybody it seems like everybody is running at 19 miles per hour. If I'm not specifically putting in that shift, you probably wouldn't be able to play and what have you. But these things change. You never can tell. A player might come in and change it at some point too. So, but at the end of the day, players like Ozzy will still look at look back on football and be like, "Yeah, they did do their thing and they did it really well at that point." And if you can't keep up, with whichever spot it is you're going. That things will move you. Things will move past you, and you just have to find a way to evolve and continue to go on um uh, we will go to, to another part of the show now um get, the formula one season is here and for some reason i think the biggest highlights for me as so far Martin. this season as the, Martin. yeah i said i said the biggest highlight for me or should i say the biggest disappointment is the fact that i'm watching Jada on sunday <laughs> um Verstappen has struggled massively in qualifying uh, as in they had mechanical issues in qualifying, and he could only get to Q2. He didn't get past Q2. Then he didn't even need safety cards to start overlapping people like, like you were not there. Then he got to a point where he wanted to overtake Hamilton. Like, this is Red Bull against a supposed contender and messages and Hamilton. And the way he drove past Hamilton at some point, Hamilton, when, during the um, post race interview, and you we were asking Hamilton, Hamilton was like, um, there's really nothing much you can explain, like it's it, almost like as if the Red Bull car that was not driving past in Mercedes, it was driving past like a salva or like a when um Tururusu, still in Formula One that they can just pass through, like, yeah, hey, yes, next, thank you. And, and at the back of your mind, I'm wondering the only thing that can stop Red Bull this year is Red Bull.
2: yeah, yeah, definitely with two um one and twos already, and Amitin already saying things like. You know what? This is the fastest car I've seen on any track. I feel like um, <laughs> it's is is very rare, but I feel like um Amitin has almost given up. He has almost given up on, on that elusive title. And I don't know I don't know, know what is happening. Like I, I'm still here to figure it out, and the the weird thing is by the time we figure it out, it will be too late. But the fact that Uh, I think one of my major concerns is the fact that all of a sudden, the FIA is now doing what we expected them to have been doing years ago. Um, Alonso was given a penalty. He was punished for that for apparently breaching the penalty because the jack was at the the tail of his car. Then an appeal was run, and according to 54.4C, they reversed the decision that, okay, you know what? You should have the third position. And I'm like, oh, so we could have done this. So what happened to the last two years when um, the viewership of this sport was at its peak? Why didn't we just, like, why why couldn't we be following the laws and be doing stuff like this? I think that was that is also one of the major
0: issues for me. I, I, I think and the thing I, you're missing is that the powers that be... <laughs> I know I know what you're pointing at. Especially that final race in Abu Dhabi Back in 2021, but the powers that be did not yeah, want I, a particular I, yeah, person I to want win that.
2: I want to absorb them of that racist card, that's why I'm not even playing that card. Like,
0: <laughs> like, I yeah,
2: well, it, it is what I mean, it is.
0: <laughs> it, 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 Trust it, me, it, the powers it, that be did not want anybody win any race, and that's all those things were just politics. Um, but it's like sticking with messages now. I'm gonna say that's compared by the fact that okay, they didn't carry my along way, they were building the new. W14 very cool. Like yes, last season they struggled and people were like, "Oh, his message is they have all the resources." Yes, there's a new um, budget cap in the in the in Formula one, but uh, it's still message is a powerful team. Former constructors champion, they have to Wolff at him of affairs, and they'll find a way to figure it out. We're all expect them to figure it out so far, but so far with two races we've seen so this season, it looks like they're taking a step back because now not only is Red Bull faster, Aston Martin is faster. Ferrari is faster, and you have struck you are competing with things that you should never be competing with. Like, okay, you are struggling with Alpine to see whether you can <laughs> overtake Alpine. Oh, and, right. At what point, would the say Mercedes be like, Yeah, Toto has been really, really great, but what's going on, Toto? So,
3: I think, uh, other than apart from even firing Toto, they've lost quite a number of engineers to Red Bull in the last mm-hmm. three or four years. And the truth is. As beautiful and wonderful as skillful as those drivers are, the engineers, the quality of engineers you have really, really, really matters in terms of because you need to understand that you have the same budget, you have mm-hmm. a good kind of build, you already have the structure of how the car. So, the difference between the monster that the Red Bull car is currently is and the um, uh, what's known, that kind, uh, Nikra uh, that I'm um, the- <laughs>
2: The difference
3: is that the engineers are able to get the best from, from that design and make it maximize it. Because there are even reports that in the last case, Christian Omar was they were telling the drivers, the Red Bull drivers, to slow down so that they don't give, they don't give, don't give,
2: give the vibe of the vibe
3: of, of the true estimation of the pace that they have that they're saying guys calm down don't show them yet we are leading you have won the race just calm down slow down the pace so you can so you can understand that they are reserving speed because they want they don't want the other teams to have a full evaluation of the kind of speed they can get to and it's painful because you need to always you need to always start this the, the problem even the last this the uh three years ago the Three challenges ago, that they robbed our meeting on the last day. The funny, the funny thing, the funny thing is they did start early. So the last time that this actually started a season early was probably four seasons ago. Mm-hmm. In the last three seasons, that's plus this season, last season they've always started poorly. And you know when you are raising it because point matters, and when you are you are running, you are now climbing an you battle. It becomes difficult, even the morale for your engineers and getting things done. So I'm I'm actually really disappointed. I think they need to make a change, obviously, because you can't just keep doing the same thing and expect that and nothing will change. You need to probably That's... bring, it. but the problem is who are you going to get to replace the Wolf in charge of Messi that can get it? because other than Christianoma, even the other teams, it's not like there's any special except maybe there's a young guy we you don't really know about yet, upcoming that you know we've not had of but the principals of the other teams aren't really you know, doing so much because there's a lot of uh, there's a there's a lot of mediocrity in the F1 as a moment. Uh, to be honest, there's a lot to of. Be honest,
0: to be honest, even talking on is If you go back
3: to if you go back to seven eight years ago, I look at the amount of teams. Not even the ones. Let's say okay, Mercedes had the dominant car, but the amount of teams that were still you know being the mix and doing things and you know,
0: say You just top three finishing. You just two. hit the nail on the head because as watching qualifying start today. And I was telling myself that there was a period whereby the minute qualifying started, like, when you get to Q3, you are thinking at that time Williams had um, Valtteri Bottas and um, this former Brazilian, trying to remember his name, Felipe Massa. Williams had Felipe Massa and the, the Red Bull had um, um, Sebastian Vettel and the likes. And you are, you are excited to be like, okay, once qualifying start now. Yes, Mercedes have a very good car. But at some point, somebody's going to surprise us here and you'll be wondering, yes.
3: And, and, Williams have and it that thing is. <laughs> You, even if you have the fast, fastest car, mm-hmm. once you are starting from 15. At least, it will take you up to lap 40 something, before you get the, yeah. the, the fact that a car can just breeze from the 15, it almost feels. It almost feels. I don't know. I don't. Know, I can't. I don't know the word to place it. But I don't. know. Maybe it's this uh, Netflix, uh, you know, contract drive Guys <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that <laughs> that <is laughs> watching down the, the league. I, I've not seen the new drive survive because. There is no an over dramatization of, you know, what goes on, and I think they 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 try to even create drama where there is no drama. We did during the season, so that drive to survive can be interesting. So it's just I I, I don't I can't explain it. I feel there's this needs, needs to be a change. I'm not sure Toto Wolf is actually the one, you know, that should be changed. I, I think probably Toto Wolf needs to go on the offensive and look for, you know, to pull some engineers. Maybe not from Red Bull, you know, find some quality engineers. Maybe go to NASA and go and thief
0: one or two. Yeah, three. because. A- Aston well, Martin is using Mercedes' engine. And suddenly Aston Martin is even faster than Mercedes. And I'm wondering, what do give you what's engine? Off. What's going on here? Yeah. Like, what do you want to supply your engine? What are you doing differently? So Mercedes, obviously, because now, Kunle, the issue is, the reason why this wage cap came into play in the first place was um the Liberty Media, the owners of Formula One were like, oh, we want some competition, we want some overtaking, we want the, the field to be closed. Because for, for those that don't know, before this witch captain came, most of these teams, Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull, they were not in Formula One to make money. Most times, they were running at the loss or they were just breaking even, as long as they sold cars from the outside. Like, right. besides would spend over 450 million in the season and probably make 449 million back from winnings and endorsement and all those things. So these people came in and say, "Okay, you know, this is how to run this stuff. Let's find a way to bring good car more competition. We want everybody to be more competitive, more competition." And this happened is starting from fifteenth, and within ten laps, he has gotten to third without any safety career, Where is the competition?
1: Yeah, it's basically it's like if you are, I'm um, going to war, You give somebody, you give one party and um, button. I could do and give another person and kind of look like, at it. I people have passed in the same position now, we are yeah, quiet. That's I think like that's kind of like the um parting line. And as I think uh Bollies kind of made the point about um Red Bull and the whole don't show them what you have here. Yeah. And like, um and for the past two weeks now, Red Bull has been showing us what they have. And it looks it it looks I think we're not even terrifying it. I think it's terrifying is even the word now because Almost, you resign to it that, Oh yes, this is kind of done and done. And before uh, Mercedes are wearing this, Mercedes? I just I feel like it, 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 it's kind of a sort of embarrassment to to work on Mercedes. We've been seeing this noise podcast for the past how many? It's been almost a year now. We've this that basically, so the wolf is moving like a like a real estate agent. I'll be like, don't worry, we'll fix everything. We've we'll it. <laughs> like, got here we've got areas, not fix anything. Before you know it. I'm telling myself because this thing is following me for all the things, but I don't want to think about it at this point. Because so the way things are going, and, it's and already this isn't feels like a wrong conclusion. And if if there was a conspiracy theory with me, I would feel like maybe someone is telling me this that yeah, or maybe the air fans are telling me to that we do not like I'm dreaming this one. Like because the, like, it feels it almost feels the negative almost is
0: almost tangible. Well, uh-huh. even from from 1 down to the NBA, because Polish at this point, it seems like a toss-up in the Western Conference, especially for who is going to make the players, and who is going to make the playing, and who is going the players. Eh, because aside, aside the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio sports, who are both decided to say that, OK, we are going after Bayama with everything that we have. The remaining 13 teams, as OK, Denver to have 20 player sports, um, Memphis Grizzlies and Sacramento Kings are probably fine. Even in 13, uh, 13, uh, 13, uh, 10 teams, that, says that you're wondering every match day, somebody's moving up, somebody's blinking, going down. Next, oh, the Lakers are 11. Oh, they are 10 now. No, they are 9. They are not <laughs> 9. Warriors are 6. And you're like, this is, this is drama that will probably go on to if you find out the final day.
3: And the drama is even Adam Silva is probably in his office, you know, doing skilling because. <laughs> It, it, it's not it, the reason why it's this, you know, steep is because of the playing. Mm-hmm. You need to remember that if it was just the playoffs and the first eight that we're going through, at some point, maybe like ten games ago, some teams will have probably given up and up, to, yeah. Yeah.
0: you
3: know benching their players. But because the opportunity to still get into the tenth position means you can still sneak into the playoffs, and the fact that even the eleventh and the twelfth position teams are just Half a game behind the 10th position. It means that till the end of the season, at least in the Western Conference, almost all the teams will be playing quality basketball, which is a good thing for the league because you don't want a situation whereby by just six games to go, everyone dressing their players, and no one's really playing basketball that you know fans are paying to watch. So it's a good thing. But the other side of it is that there's so many inconsistencies. See, Paul George has you know injured, LeBron in George and Wiggins not available. Kevin Durant injured. So there's a lot of inconsistencies with the teams in the West that is also giving a credence to what we are saying. Because if, a number of teams should not be where they are. For example, the Warriors should not be in the 6th position. Even if they are in the 6th position, they should have a better record than they have. Same thing with the Clippers. Same thing with the Suns. Because the Suns, in the last four games, I think they lost three of the last four or something like that. If they have Kevin Durant, most likely have mm-hmm. one. So, yeah, 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 yeah it's, a, it's a so it begs the question with all the load management and resting and everything, is it really working for the players? Are they really getting more LDR? because the amount of injuries we are seeing, and it's not just this season, continuously over time, it feels like the players are getting more susceptible to injuries as we see. So, I think for, for the average fan, I saw the Lakers' mouth, the Warriors' mouths game. It makes for interesting watch. The games are more keenly contested. You know, there is no uh, someone just playing and giving up after the you know, second quarter. You know, you're seeing keenly contested games. So it's a good thing for the league. Probably a good, a good uh, advertisement for the playing tournament, and then to make a very interesting read for who gets in and who doesn't get in. Because imagine Lakers get to the eighth position, LeBron and Ivie are available. And then they catch uh, Nicola Yuku in the uh, <laughs> So there are so many, it makes for so many interesting, or maybe Warriors maintain their sixth position, Memphis gets to three, and we get the Warriors Memphis series in, these, in the first round. Yeah. Uh, that's what um,
0: i looking for. On the issue of, I know we've spoken about Joel Embiid and. Um, we uh, you it for the MVP, but but it, it seems it, it practically seems unfair. Like the, the it seems like the entire NBA has overlooked how good Paulo Banchero is, and it's, and they're focusing on how good Embiid is going to be, and he hasn't, he hasn't even been drafted yet. And Banchero looks on course to win um, Rookie of the Year. It's one of the reasons why Orlando Magic have won more games than like they've done last year. Like he's he's doing well, but the attention doesn't even seem to be there. Like.
3: It's the magic, I'm sorry. That's (laughs) number one. Then number two, there's this feeling that, yes, they won more games than they they won in a while, and they won last year. But there's this feeling that when Bahama can take a team from, okay, let me see, Detroit, for example, from 16 team to a 40-win team, that's the feeling. I think that's why it's so different. Because of the different ways you can... Well, my name is almost like you're getting a young Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. And you're not getting a young Kevin Durant that is coming from Texas Tech. You're getting a young Kevin Durant that just finished playing in the French League, in the European... With grown men. With grown men. So he has played quality basketball, like tough basketball in like the last two years. So yeah, it's not like you're bringing him... See what Luca did immediately step into the league? Luca came and he was telling people that ah, it's easier to score in the NBA than to score in the Euro
2: League.
3: <laughs> so, 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 because so, there are so many factors contributing to that. So, you have a 7 4 specimen that has a crossover, plays like shoot like Kevin Durant, that blocks shots for three, four shots per game, that can see the floor, proper passing, proper angles. So you, I'm, I'm sorry, you, they say comparison is a thief of joy. I'm sorry for non-Eurobalists, but I need to say this. So it's just, the, the, yes, we have not seen him in the NBA yet, but the truth is the hype, the things that we think will come from Wemayama is not just something that uh, we feel can measure up to it make for interesting. I hope a, a team in the uh Eastern Conference drafting so that we have more matchup between Banquero and Mayama, you know, maybe like three, 4 matchup next season. Let's see what they can do. And yes. you know, I think Shetongren also will be very, very important for OKC for OKC, yeah, yeah. because he has the same kind of skill sets. But unfortunately for, for him, because of the injury, we're not seeing see him this year. Maybe, hopefully, he has put on more frame and we'll see what happens of him. But
0: yes, I don't it, want...
3: It's it, 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 so a, a very exciting prospect that the, the, the upside is just too much. I'm sorry, I'm not playing San did... Antonio get him. I'm sorry.
0: Do you, I don't understand what you mean by the issue, drafting. Please, there's a team in Alamo, Texas, San Antonio, that is really losing games. Please. I don't want all this. I don't want drama at this night. Detroit should
3: get me. So there's a reason why we're losing games.
0: Um, I'm the UEFA Women's Champions League happened to yesterday and the day before yesterday. And surprise, surprise, the big boys decided to turn up in the sense that, okay, we have to commend the clubs for deciding that, okay, um, the, play, the fans can use... The women's team can use the men's stadium for the Champions League quarterfinals, which is really, really nice. And the quality of the games isn't disappointing as well. Because if you're watching, if you saw the um Chelsea Paris and German game, it was a very, very close one. Even I said Chelsea Paris and Who's Paris and German game was very close. One Chelsea Leon was another game that you wouldn't want to miss. Aslan Bayern also put on a show for their fans as well. And you're wondering, okay, the quality of football is really, really on show. And at this point, it's even hard to predict. Who's going to, like, who the winner is going to be?
1: Yeah, like, it's not, I'm not even like the winner of the tournament, but, like, even the winner of the tie, because mm-hmm. of it, everything was one good scoreline, and the game is just, just so tight. Like, Leon Chelsea, for instance, um, ultimately just good from, from the Leon Messi, from the States, and, and the pushback was fantastic, like, pressed like, everything for, the, for in, in the match. And yet, um, Leon had nothing um, personally injured. I um, was not fit enough to start. Like I said, Robert's was not fit enough to start. Everything looks finely balanced. Even um, he, the PSG goes for Kurebhai. the game was completely tight in the post. He hardly any chances at Kurebhai. Even the goal that separated the ones there now. And also PSG had the player centre. So like, you can tell, those are the this fine margin, and that's one of the things I mean. The tremendous league is very interesting because it's not just quality, think the thing that has to go over the long run And generally, like, I was my, my thinking was that, like, oh, yes, I'm going to, go to phd I would do that at this point. If anybody, like, any of his actually can actually play the no matter the call that happened in the past week.
0: I think the only tie that you can point to and say, okay, this is probably going to be a dead rubber is because the way Barcelona played Roma at the Olympico showed, like, okay, there are levels to this, like this it felt like okay, this is a new stage for Roma. And Barcelona obviously they were champions back in 2021 and were very, very dominant. They were even unlucky to only win by one name. So it's good. it's hard for you to see how Roma just going to show up at the new camp and go past that very good Barcelona side. Um, away from the whole um, sports scene. LMJ. now I hear that fans are t- getting tired of superhero movies, like the numbers are dropping, <laughs> like the crazy number that they've been having are dropping to our next thing. some fans are okay, maybe Marvel is giving out too much content, me maybe what is, and you're wondering, okay, what is really going on? I guess nothing really lasts forever now, does it? No, it, I'm very sorry to say this, but I, I think it goes to the, the script
2: writing and the storytelling. Um, Discrete writing and the storytelling has been way blopper to what we used to know. And <laughs> I, I think I, at a very particular point, the viewers, irrespective of how uneducated they are about storytelling, they will start figuring it out and be like, you know what, we are not actually enjoying, like we are not getting the same allure that we used to. So I, I, I guess that it has just gotten to that point where... People are just starting to get disinterested. And a very good thing I saw, I think it was last month, was when the CEO of DC Universe came out to say, you know what, we are bringing out a new roadmap, and this is what we want to do. We want to change the storytelling. He he highlighted some of um, how they want to combine the universe, some new stories that they will be telling, how it is going to go, and that he personally was going to be involved in, in in the in the um, in creating these heroes in telling these stories and that and so forth. So I feel like for superhero move, movies other than the fact that uh, this superhero align with our views the story is also something that um, appeals to the viewers but it has been lacking that quality in that particular aspect. So I feel the best thing for these um, companies to
0: do is to work on their storytelling and get better story writers. Um, quickly, I believe Black Adam, but before I even start diving into Black Adam, there was a report from the rap that somehow was confirmed con, con by Zachary Levy, who said that who reposted uh, the story on his Instagram stories, whereby he said the rock was the one that denied. Um, the JSA characters that appeared in um, Black Adam from appearing um, in a behind the behind-the-scenes story for, like, end-of-movie story for Shazam. And Dirock the initially, there were reports that d initially had refused to appear in Shazam as a villain because in the comics the, Black Adam is uh, a rival to Shazam. And you're wondering, okay, is this same d that wanted to blackmail this scene to give him more power by bringing Eric Carville? in to say oh come and play this cameo role of superman don't worry with my influence they'll bring you back as superman then the new guys at of studios came in and james Gunn and david Safran, and they we're like mm-hmm. we like, mm-hmm. don't want the recovery as superman you should go we don't even want anybody as black adam anymore and you're wondering okay why why is there so much power play like how does a person like drug who yes he had been given the license to shoot black adam for more than 10 years how does it get to have so much influence at, to that point and it's suddenly deciding, okay, this person can appear, this person cannot appear?
1: I think it speaks to Hollywood and the superhero franchise canon, uh, whereby they're not making the difference based on stories or based on physical and um, common sense, what the star elevated that, that's good. Like, to so an extent, that's almost on the even the MCU. And towards around 60, when Robert Downing was calling the show like, oh, you know, he mm-hmm. wants to be a guy in the civil war, he wants to be a I suppose for anything, they have to think about it. I beg don't come back. Like, oh, yes, they're making a lot of money, but like, oh, we are changing our story like, We're not having a story anymore. We're like, having the star of the thing. And once that thing comes undone, which is which, which, Basically, you have to you have to say this when you know, start over, because in both, in both two films, one of them they are working on for one of them is working on Shazam. It's about 15 years just when the black Adam and you wasted that one, then you wasted the sequel of Shazam as well. So it does it does feel like there's no direction in fact for Hollywood and and um, and super and superhero franchises. That you get. This is like it need and the studios, if Marvel, Warner Brothers, and this year as well, probably take a step back and reevaluate what it was. Like, there's a anyway. new costlet about uh, on giving us timelines of when this movie will come out? And they said, Okay, yes, what's the direction of this movie? So,
0: anyway, I think they were taking a step back and they decided that at this point. And quality is better than quantity, and reduce the number of contacts. Um, it's been a long, long episode. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. Um, I know that Bullish cannot wait to get back to the NBA, but Bolish, um, Lama Jackson has told us that regarding the NFL free agency, nobody should resort to him and his agent. So that he turned down one hundred and three million guaranteed for three years. So why are we blaming his agent and why are the why is and um, the the line lines, everybody? I
3: I think. Mm. So it's good he came out clearly to specify because we've seen situations whereby, I think, even from the Aroja's case, there's something that is clear. The teams, the general manager of the teams, always leak false information to the reporters to create some turmoil, to shape the narrative, and to make things, you know, in their favor, in the team's favor. So sometimes they will report something that is not 100% true. Maybe they will report something, then they will embellish, or they will report something, and they add something. Because there's a big difference between 133 for three years and 200 uh, guaranteed as part of the four years or five-year deal. There's a big Mm -hmm. difference. And it's showing that there's something wrong with the Braving's new general manager. The guy that I think is Probably second or third year now. So I like the fact that players now can come out, you know, and, and Rodgers can go to McAfee and then tell us what's going on. And, and everything. go to YouTube and then say exactly what is going on. And then it's now the only thing is now on the Ravens to come out and say Lama Jackson is lying, and <laughs> they they are hundred percent sure that they don't want <laughs> Lamar Jackson. In their team, they can't come out and see that. So it's true. And to be to be honest, that as much as yes, they want to claim oh, in last two years he has been injured, blah, blah blah. That contract is a very low blow. A very low blow. And it, it, I, I I I I kind of am now in a in a place where for an MVP quarterback who has a seventy percent winning uh, record in the record. NFL. Mm-hmm who is still 25 years old. So about these young, so-called young quarterbacks that we are saying, ah, you very solid, very... Some of them are still 20. They are also the same age, 25, 26. Age. 25, 26. Yeah. So it's not as if maybe he's old or anything. So he's 25 years old, former MVP, 70% winning percentage. If there's anyone that should even come out and say, I want to get the Sean Watson's kind of contract. I think he has, he has actually... Done enough to request it, and to be honest, if I'm Lama Jackson, I'll relax. You know why I'll relax Joe oh. Boyle, Justin Herbert, Jalen Ots. What is market up? What is going to happen to... and I'm sure there's a reason why those ones are a bit quiet about their contract, also, because those ones are waiting, you know.
0: They're waiting, they're watching Lama Jackson, why? you know.
3: If Lama Jackson should get a fully guaranteed contract there's no way you are going to be able to tell those ones that they are not going to get a fully guaranteed contract. So, our are is fighting for his own future, the future of all quarterbacks in the NFL and even the future of some players in the NFL, of all players in the NFL. So, it's going to be a tough one. It's not going to be easy. We are not going to come to a conclusion as soon as we think. But, if coaches like yourself, this draft is not the best of drafts, they, yep. be, they probably should be the one talking to... They
0: don't even have a top pick. They should go and meet. They should pay the money. So again, exactly space, so.
3: talking to mm-hmm. you know Ravens and saying no but someone explained why it's difficult for things to um actually present an offer
0: because Ravens, the Ravens can match it
3: ex- and again it's not about the Ravens can even match itself for you to present that offer you have to clear up that cap space you, you can't just for example you can't just say ah okay I'll give him five years to 30 million you can't just use your word of mouth or give him contracts, and then let's say Ravis cannot match it, then he signs. No, you mm-hmm. actually have to create clear that cash space and move the money. If it's going to be a fully guaranteed contract, all the guarantees money have to go to an escrow account. So you have yeah. to go to your roster, remove some players. Imagine you go to your roster and you say, "Okay, ah, okay, I have a twenty million uh, running uh, running back. We oh, yeah, have leave. I have a." Uh, 30 million uh, offensive lineman line, <laughs> we are leave. Then you do that so that you clear cap space, then you offer Lamar Jackson the contract. Then everybody look at you and say, Ah, I'm a wilderness is not a good place to build. Ah oh, eh, was the newsman. man oh, yeah, away. Let's pay him because the truth is NFL wilderness, people always make it seem like ah, you get cut about, you get cut you drive cut out. There are things that for than thirty years, they've not seen quarterback. They are still in the New York Jets. <laughs> they are still languishing in the bottom of the sea.
0: Still, you know, like
3: Chicago Bulls. When was the last time they had the quarterback that they will say, "Okay, Chicago Bulls, oh, our quarterback is going to be the reason why we are going to be winning games." When was the last time? There are so many teams like that. Like, see, um, even Pittsburgh. Even though that, they, had my link, they would have my Tomlin. Exactly.
0: Game. What are the New York Jets? Who are in Packers.
3: quarterback. See. What? Then. What? So I think that's the problem. That's the extra problem. That clearing of cap space, putting the money in the escrow, and the Ravens can match in five days. That's the eco. But I think eventually a team will step up. Um, I, 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 the sort of teams I thought to step up, like the Falcons. I don't know why Falcons went to sign. I think Falcons don't, you know, you know, they just want to be sorrowful as a team. They want to be useless. Because I don't even know why they, they are not in the Lama specific. they should be number one at the front desk. They were the,
0: the team we all expected to go
3: there. It fits everything mm-hmm. about them. The vic experience can bring it back to the Falcons. The stadium the city will receive life again. All those kind of all those things. What we'll see how it goes, but it's a very interesting case.
0: Uh, it all makes for an interesting watch. Um, on that note, I think we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. Um, LMJ, you can go back to watching your fatherland or the colonizers or whatever it is you're watching before. You can go yeah. back and discuss today. Uh, Hopefully, the yeah. Kareh okay. will not bore you to death. Um, <laughs> <couldn't> <laughs> thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Good night, guys. And uh, to our listeners, have a lovely weekend, everybody.
3: Good night, everyone.